some of the some of the songs we sing choir sometimes just I don't know if you ever, ever noticed it standing up here and the just the words just touch my heart I'd be standing there with tears running down my face this is one of those songs but excuse me just something about the words to it he will hold me fast for my savior loves me so and tonight I want to I want to look at revival from maybe just a little different angle than maybe what you'd normally expect. But uh, revival speaks of uh, a relate relationships, doesn't it? It speaks of a relationship, a friendship, if you will. And it has the idea of <clears throat> being refreshed and reinvigorated and restored and revitalized. I didn't look up the base word for, or the, the base word for uh, revival, but I wonder if it doesn't, if maybe it's not similar to um, vitality, you know, life. And uh, sometimes just need encouraging in uh, being refreshed again and restored. We need some, just to be encouraged as a church family, as individuals. It seemed like this church family through the, I don't know, since maybe Christmas, <laughs> we've gone through, through some things. Just ask the DeFurios with their children. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes we just need some encouraging. Um, we just need a little, a little boost in our personal walk. It's not necessarily that you've done some gross sin or something, but it's just sometimes we just need to be refreshed. And I know that David had that problem back in the Old Testament. There was a time in his life, and over in First uh, Samuel chapter thirty, verse six. Don't bother turning there or anything. But the Bible tells us that he he had to, he got to a point where he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What did he do? He took a few minutes out to spend some time with God, allowing God to to refresh him and to uh, just give him some confidence again, a little bit more courage, and and. Uh, <clears throat> to fill that need that he had in his life. And I see that in my life. I see that in our lives as a church family. There are times I, I see things that you guys go through, and my heart just goes out to you. You know, and what I can pray. <laughs> I can put my arm around you and say, hey, I'm there for you. Sometimes I need that friend. I need my Savior to do that for me. I'm sure each one of us need that occasionally in our own lives. Uh, re revival is about, it's about relationships, about friendship. Guys, we have the, we have the, the, um, ability, if you will, the, the occasion to have the greatest friend in the world. Yeah. And so often, I think we kind of take that maybe a little for granted. We probably shouldn't. We shouldn't do that. We have, we can have a personal walk with the God of this universe. And it just, well, Pastor Caleb isn't the only one that gets to brag on God every once in a while. <laughs> so there. Um, would you pray for us, Pastor, please? Yes, Father, please.
Amen. 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 If you would turn over to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, I'm going to be however far I get <laughs> in the next uh, 25 minutes. Um, primarily in the book of Ephesians, and I, if I get a chance, I want to touch base back in Romans. Brother Mike didn't know exactly what I was preaching on, and I didn't know what he was preaching on, but some of the stuff, it's like we're doing uh, double duty here. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to kind of step back and allow my Savior to, to touch my heart with what I used to be, where I used to be, where I came from, and what he's doing with me, what he's done with me now, and where I'm going, and what the things that he gets me through. And I can see that in my church family as well. <clears throat> Here in Ephesians chapter 2, I find that he gives me new life. Among other things in this, in this chapter, there's some things in, in, in this book that I don't pretend to understand. I just trust the Lord, and, and I wouldn't even ask you to go to Pastor Caleb about it because he probably doesn't understand it either. <laughs> Here in chapter 2, I see that God gives me a new life, and I see that my relationship with him was changed. I'm not going to read, if you look at the first three verses, I'm not going to bother uh, read the whole um, context here, but I want to. I can see where I came from here. In verse 2, it says, Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That was me. I, worked I walked along according to the course of this world, you know, and, and the things that I did were right in line with what everybody else was doing. You know, you've been there, you've done the same thing, right? Yeah. Among whom we all had our conversation, our manner of life. That's the way we lived. And we didn't know it, but we were all on our way to hell, didn't we? weren't we? Yeah, we did. I was dead in my sins. I was lost. Verse 3 says, not only did my, was my conversation there in the world and time past, I walked along according to the lust of my flesh. You remember back those days? I hope you don't. <laughs> I hope you don't. But I walked along in the lust of my flesh. I wanted what I wanted, and I wanted it when I wanted it. You know? And fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. But all you have to do is get on your phone and try to look up the weather to see some of the ideas that the, the world tries to bombard you with. Garbage. Junk. All I want is the weather. <laughs> I don't need all the rest of your trash. Thank you. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we're by nature the children of wrath. I love the next verse, the first two words of that next verse. But God. But God. He changed my destination. He changed my life. He gave me new life. Sometimes I just need to step back and, and remember where I came from. It revitalizes me to do a little bit more for him. Sometimes I just need that refreshing that he gives. That, that I know that I have my, my relationship with him restored. <laughs> you know, that friendship. <clears throat> but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, 
has quickened us together with Christ. But God, anybody think of another place? Brother Mike was over there. He went right across the verse tonight. Anybody think of another place where that, those two words come? But God. How about Romans 5.8? But God, what did he do? He commanded his love toward us. In that, while we were on our way to hell, while we didn't deserve that love, he still showered that love on us. What an encouragement that is. But God commendeth his love toward us. What a refreshing that is. <clears throat> he changed my destination. He turned me from a child of, of hell to a child to his child. He adopted, I find that he adopted me. Back in chapter one there, uh, just over the page in my Bible here, verse five, I find that it was God's plan, God's will that I could be adopted as his child. I find that also over in, in uh, Romans chapter 8. Turn over there if you would, please. Turn over there for just a minute. Romans 8. I want to look at a couple of things there. In Romans 8, specifically verse 15. But before we get to verse 15, well, let, let me read verse 15 for you anyhow. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Before we get there, if you'd back up to, um, what is it, verse, verse 9, I think it is. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, if so, be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. I'm not going to, this isn't the end. My expectation is not going to be cut off. I've got something better coming. I've got something so much better coming, you know. And what an encouragement that is. Verse 14 tells me, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, cry Abba, Father. I'd never thought about this before I was studying for this message. Pastor Caleb was preaching on the Holy Spirit. Did you notice there in verse 15, there's two spirits mentioned? There's two mentioned there. One of them is the spirit of bondage. We didn't get that. You know, we lived under that. You know, we lived under that thing. We lived under the spirit of bondage. What's he talking? He's talking about, I think he's talking about, for one thing, religion. People that are under religion, they're under that bondage. I don't have that. You don't have that. We got the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. What did I get? If you jump down to verse 21, we got the glorious liberty of the children of God. We got the glorious liberty of not living under bondage. We have something so much better. One of the things that we get in that position, if you jump back to verse 15 again, those last two words, Abba, Father. I got something, I got a relationship with him that there's nothing in this world that can match that. An intimate 
personal, individual relationship with the God of the universe. I can go to him, we can go to him at any moment in our day about anything and know that he understands. It's not bondage. It's something far, far better. The liberty of the children of God. I've got the ability to come to him and the invitation. You find it over in Hebrews chapter 4. I've got the invitation to come to him, the assurance that he is going to listen, the assurance that he understands what I'm going through at that time. The liberty of the children of God and so much more. At the end of that chapter, chapter Romans, I'm sorry, Romans 8 there, at the end of that chapter, we find one other thing that we get. We get love that doesn't end. That song that we, we just sang, the guys just sang, <clears throat> he holds me fast, he loves me so, he's going to hold me fast because he loves me so. I can, I can hang on, I can put one, one more step, one step ahead of the next one, I can keep going because I know who's holding, taking care of me. I can find the, you know, the strength, the, 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 um, I can make the choice in my mind to do what's right because I know who holds on to me. I know who I'm watching. You, you can be motivated by a number of different things to serve God, can't you? You can do it out of obligation, and a lot of people probably do. You can do it out of some sense of duty, and some people probably do that as well. How about out of gratitude for what he's done? Gratitude, by definition, moves you to an action. Being thankful um, moves you to maybe to express it, but gratitude is deeper. It moves you to, to do something back for the one that's bestowed the favor upon you. How about being motivated by gratitude, about love, about trusting him and not wanting to disappoint him by making the wrong choices in our lives. He's given me new life. Back in, uh, oh, right, did I emphasis? He's given me a love that doesn't stop. The end of chapter 8. Neither height nor depth nor any other creature Nothing is going to be able to separate me from the love of my God, the love that God has for me, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you turn back over to Ephesians again, please. I find there, <clears throat> back in chapter 1, I mentioned verse 5 about being adopted according to the good pleasure of God's will. Look at verse 6 with it to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted. Yeah, he hath made us accepted in the beloved. What a position that God gives to us. I didn't earn that, did you? <laughs> I didn't earn that thing. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to be adopted. I didn't know I was up for adoption. <laughs> but God adopted me. I don't know. Why? I don't know, but <laughs> according, I guess, to the, to the, um, according to the good pleasure of his will. <laughs> he made me accepted in the beloved. Wow. I couldn't do it myself, neither can you. Sometimes I just need to remember where he's brought me from 
and the position that he's given me. The position that he's given me. He's given me, he changed my relationship forever. He didn't leave me back there going to hell in my sin. He gave me a place where I can, I can keep this re- relationship renewed. You guys know the verses over in 1 John 1, 9. I don't even need to quote it to you. You already know it. You already, already know it. We have a, a means of having our sins forgiven. Yeah. Having that restoration or having restoration of that relationship. I find here in verse 13 in that same chapter, chapter 1 of, of Ephesians, he sealed me with that spirit of adoption. I'm his forever. He's mine forever. I don't have to worry about losing him. <laughs> it's not like religion where I'm under bondage to do you know, certain things again and over and, and i got to do enough, you know? No. My salvation wasn't conditional on what I can do other than asking him to save me. Yeah. Amen, amen. I was sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which I find to be the, inher- the earnest of my inheritance. Oh, you mean I get an inheritance too? I not only got adopted, I got a position with God, but I got an inheritance coming too? Yeah. And uh, I find that, that this seal that I have is the down payment. <laughs> I'm sealed forever. And notice in that same verse, it was a purchased possession. My salvation, your salvation was a gift, wasn't it? Funny thing about giving a gift, the person that receives it doesn't pay for it but the person that gives it does. I could mention motivation again, couldn't I? (laughs) What motivates us to to make the right choices for God, to serve him, to love him? Yeah. I burned up through 20 minutes of my time already. (laughs) Pastor Caleb was making a joke with Mike and I about, why don't you take turns? You each preach your first... Your first point, then, then you can take turns and preach the second point. <laughs> I was teasing him about, I may not get through the first point. <laughs> oh, grief. Oh, well. <clears throat> he made me accepted in the beloved. He changed my relationship forever. I don't have to live the way that the rest of the world lives. I can live above that. Ah. He's given me a means of communication with him like no other. I don't have to worry about uh, saying things in the right way. And by the way, this one that he gave me, the comforter, back there, I didn't point it out, but back there in Romans 8, he also intercedes for me. He knows my frailties and intercedes for me. What a gift. What a gift. What a resource that we have. Wow. He changed my relationship. He sealed me with the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. I have an inheritance coming. And I'm just about out of time. (laughs) He changed my manner of walk. I find in this walk a new difficulty. I now carry around two natures. (laughs) As Brother Mike was pointing out, 
God tells us to put off some things and to put on some other things. <clears throat> In chapter 4 of Ephesians, I think it's chapter 4. Um, we see the thinking of the world. No, it's not chapter 4, pardon me. Where am I going here? Yeah, chapter 4. Looking at the wrong page, sorry. <clears throat> I'll try and hurry up here. Verse 22, he tells us to put off concerning the former conversation. That thing that I, I started out with, I no longer <clears throat> am in bondage to. I've not so learned Christ. I can put that off. We can put that off. And I can put on something far better. I can be renewed. There it is. <clears throat> the idea of revival. I can be renewed in the spirit of my mind, the spirit of your mind, that I can put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We have a new difficulty, but we have a new resource to combat it. We have a new, we have a new, a new uh, friendship that will help us. A, lot, a number of you guys were up to, I wasn't going to say this, but I think I will anyhow. <laughs> Some of you guys were up to Youth Ablaze. You came back and you told about a, one message that spoke to your hearts. Remember, it was about this guy carrying a snake around on his arm. Hey, get rid of the snake. You don't have to carry that thing around. <clears throat> get rid of it. Get it back in that fire. Yeah. A new difficulty, but we can live above it. Not the thinking of the world, but the thinking of God. You've not so learned Christ there in verse 20 of that chapter 4. We don't need to live that way. We can get rid of that. We have a new refuge. We can be renewed in our in the, um, how, how was the word there in verse 23? In the spirit of our mind. We can put on the new man. We have a new relationship with him personally. In closing, I know I'm shorting this one up, but we have, it's like a little piece of dessert. <laughs> we have a new destination coming. We have a new destination that should help motivate us to keep looking forward, to keep moving forward, to keep moving on. Back in chapter 2, back there was verse 4. But God, who made the difference, did some other things for us as well. Even when we were dead in trespasses and, and sins, verse 5. But God, for the, his great love, wherewith he loved us. I know I'm turning the verses around just a little bit here. But look at verse 6. He hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Notice that's in past tense. I don't totally understand it. But in God's view, we're already over there. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know exactly. But I know that I'm in Christ. I know that he's over there. That in God's eyes, that's where we're already seated. And verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding, the exceeding riches of his grace 
and his kindness to us through Christ Jesus. What does that mean? The exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness to us. Guys, I can hardly wait. <laughs> I can hardly wait. One of these days, that trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be gone. Keep moving on. Keep going. Keep putting one foot ahead of the other. Keep looking up. Keep staying, if you will, hot and cold. Enthusiastic, on fire, telling those about the Lord. And refreshing. Refreshing to those round about us, to our church family. Thank you for listening to me this evening. Pastor?